Haunted UK podcast Short Haunts is produced and released in stereo. Listening through an environment such as headphones or stereo speakers will ensure you get the best experience. I'm Rob Kirkup. Check out my weekly podcast, How Haunted, and allow me to be your guide. As each episode, we will together delve into the horrible history and terrifying ghost stories of one of the scariest places in the UK, with the occasional trip overseas. There are regular special episodes, including Ghost Walks, which have recently seen me walk the haunted streets of Birmingham, Pluckney Village, and Presbury Village. I'll occasionally have guests, or poltergeists, as I prefer to call them on, and there are even shows where you will come along with me on a paranormal investigation. I will tell you everything that happened that night, and you will hear actual audio from the ghost hunt, so you can experience for yourself what happened exactly as it happened. This year's big Halloween spooktacular is coming soon, and it will see me head to the East End of London as we go in search of the ghosts of Jack the Ripper's Whitechapel. This will be followed the following week by the many haunts of the gunpowder plotter Guy Fawkes, just in time for bonfire night. I hope you'll join me for these very special episodes this spooky season. If you want to check out the podcast for yourself, search How Haunted wherever you get your podcasts, and join me each week as together we ask the question, How Haunted? Here at Haunted UK Podcast Towers, we're committed to giving you high-quality, great episodes, time after time after time. But this takes a lot of effort in research, writing, editing, recording, mixing, mastering and publishing. We don't have a fancy production company or a bank of scriptwriters, or a large budget to keep everything going. We are a fully independent podcast. If you'd like to help the show, then why not get over to Coffee and search for the Haunted UK Podcast, where you can subscribe to give just £3 per month the price of a coffee, or as much as you like. If you'd rather not sign up for a monthly subscription, then you can simply make a one-off donation, again, as little or as much as you like. This really helps the show with our website, coffee membership, merchandise, equipment, as well as other financial commitments. So, if you feel that you'd like to keep the lights burning, the wheels turning and the stories rolling, then why not consider getting over to Coffee and donating to the show? That's KO-FI and search for The Haunted UK Podcast. Thank you. Trigger warning. This episode contains descriptions of suicide. Please take whatever necessary precautions you see fit before listening. This is the Haunted UK Podcast's Short Haunts.
Welcome, dear listeners, to our series of short haunts. A shot of scary, just for you. So grab a hot chocolate, maybe a tea, maybe something stronger, because this is Haunted UK Podcast's Short Haunts. Listen now to me. We'll let our anonymous listener regale their tale. I've always been fascinated with the supernatural ever since I can remember. My granddad used to have a collection of PG Tips paranormal cards he kept from the 1970s. When we used to visit, he would let me rifle through his old PG Tips tin full of the creepy, odd and disturbing cards. And the supply seemed endless. But there was one card, one I always seemed to pick out. It was a man looking very sad, sorrowful, sitting on a bench with ghostly hands wrapped around his waist. That card would often loom large in my mind, especially at night, before I closed my eyes and I always felt like I was connected to it in some way. I don't know why. Maybe this ignited and nurtured an interest in ghosts and all things unexplained. Library visits with my mum would feature me making a mad dash to the same section where all the ghost books were. Usborne Book of the Unknown was a regular one, becoming well-thumbed and dog-eared with each loan. And then as I got older, anything by Christopher Pike would do. Mum would roll her eyes in a bemused way, but as there were seven of us children and it kept me occupied... She really didn't mind. Growing up, we didn't have much, but we had books and I would often go to my attic room to read for a few hours. With such a crowded house bursting to the attic seams and to the corners of the new hasty extension, which never seemed finished, reading ghost stories then was my escape. I don't particularly believe in ghosts now, I guess I'm pretty logical and like to rationalise everything. Something which often drives my wife mad. But yet I love to read about them. It's a strange contradiction in myself. And maybe this is what my story serves to explore. As I entered my teenage years though, strange things began to occur which I tried to ignore. Block out. Rationalise. I'm the second oldest and often deployed a fatherly role to the younger ones, telling them everything would be okay if they had a bad dream or fell over. Out of all my siblings, I was the calm one, the one full of logic, the one good at mathematical puzzles, and actually, as I got older, I was very good at calming myself after reading ghost stories and could harness a kind of sedate detachment and just enjoy them for what they were. But this changed one summer in 1994. I was just 14. It was so odd. I would wake up because I could hear someone talking to me. A man's voice. Listen now to me. 
Initially, I would put it down to suddenly waking up and my mind still being saturated with sleep. But this would happen with alarming regularity. A couple of times a week, it even seemed to have a pattern to it. At first, I couldn't quite make out what the man was saying. It was like a mixture of a whisper and something else, which, to be honest, seemed indefinable. A strange chorus of the same thing over and over again. But then I could make it out. And then I think it said, Listen now to me. Listen now to me. But I was never entirely absolutely sure. It was like he was trying to wake me up, but not in the way my dad would to try and get me up for school, who admittedly did often have trouble waking us all up. No, this was different. For example, it felt like my eyes were being prized open and I couldn't close them, which sounds crazy, I know, but this is the only way I can describe it. Strangely, in my mind's eye, I could see a tin soldier toy pushing up my eyelids and placing a matchstick to keep them open. It almost hurt. The intensity of the moment would reach a panicky crescendo, forcing me to bury my head under the pillow, like it was an escape burrow from whatever it was that was spiking my eyes open with such force. If I recall... It was August when I was most bothered by it, and of course, without school I dwelled on it a bit more. I remembered it not being a particularly sunny time, literally and figuratively. Cloudy, thunderous and headache-inducing. Stormy. I shared a room with my eldest brother, and I really wasn't ready to tell him. He was 15 and liable to use this as comic material for the rest of all the years of my life. So no, I told no one, and just began to dread going to bed. At this point, I didn't want to read those ghost stories. I wanted things that I knew to be true or funny. Instead, I read puzzles, worked out anagrams, memorised Guns N' Roses lyrics, anything to detract my mind. However, now more than ever, that picture from my childhood, from the PG tips tin, would again haunt me, and as I closed my eyes, the man, on the bench, looking wretched, scared, with the ghostly arms around him would project itself. I would then quickly put the light on, much to my brother's annoyance. This is all leading up to one incident that summer. An incident I still cannot explain or rationalise. Although it would be very easy to, some might say it was just my pubescent mind changing at rapid pace. I have shared this story before, and this has always been suggested. And I guess, yes, who understands the human mind, especially at such a transitional age? But I can't forget it. And I do know it was real. If I'm honest, I'm 43 now. And I'm scared this will happen once more. I wonder if it has ever happened to any of your other listeners. So, 
One night that August, the familiar unfamiliar was occurring. I woke up to that voice again. Listen now to me. My brother was out, so I kept the main light on. Urgently, I again burrowed my head under the pillows, willing for it all to stop and for my eyes to just close. Thankfully, it passed, and I turned over, praying for the sun to rise, for the day to start. And then, suddenly, the main light started to buzz, and I watched, almost in slow motion, as the bulb dropped and then shatter on the desk, right by my bed. If I was terrified before, you can imagine that I was catatonic with fear at this point. Somehow, I slept, surrounded by glass. But this night was not over yet. I woke again to hear someone or something clattering about downstairs, going in cupboards, shuffling about in the kitchen. I assumed it was one of my siblings. Comforted by this and dying for a drink after that awful episode, I decided to go downstairs and get a glass of water. Yet creeping downstairs, I could still hear someone shuffling about. Anyway, I quickly realised there was no one there at all. So, grabbing a glass and filling it to the top, I trudged back to bed, completely drained and on autopilot. Somehow, I went back to sleep. Strangely, not even clearing up that glass still. Waking up the next morning, it struck me straight away that the turn of events of the night before, when I went downstairs, was slightly different, and I felt incredibly scared, almost shaken. This is what I cannot understand or fathom. I realised that when I did creep down the stairs, when I did walk into the kitchen, I did see someone. I did see someone walking about in the kitchen. A tall, gangly shadow at first. Opening cupboards, searching, filling a glass of water, right to the top. And just as I got closer, I realised I knew exactly who that person was. It was me. I realised I had to watch myself do all of these things, separate from myself. A silent watcher. A ghostly spectator. Totally detached from my physical body. And now in the morning, as I broke out into a cold sweat with this realisation, I could see the glass of water to prove it. It wasn't a dream. I will never forget it. Cut to a few years later, my parents managed to pay off the mortgage of the house. They received the full deeds, and it was a sobering read for us all. Only two occupants before us since it was built in 1938. However, it was the last occupant which stopped us in our tracks. In 1976, the year before my parents bought the house, the homeowner went into the garden and sadly ended his life by using a shotgun to his head. Understandably, 
My parents were really upset by this. So sorry and sad for this poor man who ended his life in this way. It particularly upset me though. I was in my early 20s at the time. I remember I went into the garden to reflect, to honour this man wondering where this happened. And amongst the breeze, by the butterfly tree, I like to imagine I could hear, listen, now, to me. Listen now to me. The man on the bench, looking so sad and lost, with the ghostly hands around his waist. I always wonder if it was all connected. A warning, perhaps, to listen now to yourself. Open your eyes. Watch yourself more. I don't know. It's always stayed with me and always, every time I stand by the butterfly tree in that garden and take in the scent of honeysuckle nearby, I try to imagine this man smiling if I can, and I give him a spiritual nod, a passing prayer. It is a beautiful garden. So, I suppose ultimately, I'm not sure what this story is about. Perhaps just a story about a teenage kid imagining things. Too many dog-eared ghost books from the library, scaring himself stupid, anxiety, Astral projection, looking after your mental health, a haunting of myself. There's a lot here to digest, but it was scary, and a story I like to tell. A story I feel better for sharing, and for being listened to. And that is the end of our short haunt. Thank you for listening now to me. As our ghostly cameo in today's story said, please let us know your thoughts, particularly about the outer body experience. Is this more usual than we think? Can we detach ourselves from our physical body? Do you believe in astral projection? Or is this just sleepwalking? It is an absolutely fascinating thought. And can you be haunted by your very self? Perhaps time is a strange old thing. Perhaps we can see ourselves from earlier in the day, later in the night, way back in the past or even the future. So, for example, have you ever woke up in the night? You're not sure, but you can see an outline of something. The figure looks so familiar. It's uncanny. And then you realise to your dismay and then horror that it's you, in 20 years' time. And it gives you this feeling that the next subject of a short haunt will be you. Listen now to me. Do you have an interesting story which features the paranormal? If so, your story could be featured in our series Short Haunts. Please get in touch via email at hauntedukpodcast at hotmail.com on Twitter at hauntedukpod or on Instagram at hauntedukpodcast We're waiting for your stories This episode was presented by Steve produced by Pink Flamingo Home Studio 
and the script was edited by Marie Waller Proofreading. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show.